We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show Evening Edition. <laughs> Keith, I, I almost, because we're recording this in the evening, typically we're not. We usually record during the day. I almost said NBA Front Office after the after dark, but that just sounds way less family friendly. So I'm just going to call this Evening Edition NBA Front Office Show. We've got a lot to run down today. You guys can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane Keith Smith. You can find him at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, we've got a lot to talk about. Not kind of the major, super exciting, like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. James Harden and Ben Simmons are being traded type news. But that's also kind of par for the course this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. Teams are now basically filling out their rosters for the stretch run. And there's two ways you do that, right? If you're a contender, you're looking for players for depth reasons that can help push you over the top, like Goran Dragic to the Nets. Um, or if you're not a contender, you're arranging things as you're kind of trying to take flyers on guys the rest of the way. So um, right now we're recording this on February 22nd. Next Tuesday, one week from today, which always throws me off because February is a short days. month, right? Yeah. Um, but one week from today at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, that's your uh, bio deadline. So players have to be waived by March 1st um, or they're not going to be eligible uh, for the postseason. So that's your buyout deadline for players to be waived. Uh, players can be signed all the way up to the end, the last day of the regular season and still be on the playoff roster, but they have to be waived by the uh by next week on March 1st. So um, so there's a few guys we're going to get into over the course of the show here uh, that we're starting to hear some news on. Maybe they they will or won't be waived and those kind of things. So we'll get into that. But, but that's kind of what you're seeing right now. You're mm -hmm. seeing those teams kind of set those guys free. You're seeing other teams pick them up. And then you're seeing teams that are out of it uh, kind of rearranging their back into their rosters as they're taking flyers. And I'll caution, for anybody who says, None of these moves matter. Who care? Who don't are tell these guys? Miami. Yep. Don't tell the <laughs> Miami Heat. Exactly. Duncan Robinson, uh, you know, big, big part of the Heat. A uh, couple guys that are playing for them now. Uh, you know, Gabe Vincent, Omer Yurt Seven, uh, Max Struess. These, these, these things matter. You can find guys um, at the very end of the year, end of the year like this. So, uh, so it it does matter. Um, matters more for really good player development teams and good scouting teams. Um, but you occasionally get a guy who pops and can turn into a you know pretty major rotation piece. Yeah. And so that's why this is, this is important. You play all the way through the season. Teams are going to still, gonna, still going to make moves and 
people will see a minor move and just kind of scoff at it and be like, oh, power shift, right? You know, sarcastically, mm -hmm. as, as much as you can type sarcastically. Um, and it, it's, that's true, but still, these kinds of things can matter. They don't yep. matter as much typically, but sometimes if you can find somebody that's sitting at the end of your bench that you make a move now for, um, that ultimately next season becomes something for you, that can make a big difference in the overall success of your franchise if you're able to find a diamond in the rough that can really help teams in all kinds of different situations. So um, Absolutely. that's why all of this matters. But I guess, Keith, where we start is with a big told you so, I guess, Javon, <laughs> Javon Carter landing with the Milwaukee Bucks. And now we can just hope that we're also correct that these teams do see each other in the playoffs. And I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets and the Bucks because well, they would just add another layer to things. Yeah, it's always a little fun. And, and uh, if you missed our last show when we were talking about Goran Dragic going to the Nets and the teams that missed out on him, teams like the Bucks and the Heat, would you just say, well, you know what, you wave Javon Carter, he looks like the best uh, point guard with experience, we'll just grab him. And that's exactly what the Bucs did. And and I like it for the Bucs. It's a good you know depth piece for them. They, they, they That's really what they're kind of looking for is just a guy who can come in, give them maybe 10, 15 minutes a night for the rest of the regular season, especially George Hill still was out going into the All-Star break. So they may need another point guard in there just to kind of help. And then if Hill's healthy, Carter – becomes your third guy he's probably not part of your playoff rotation unless you really need him but uh this is this is a good uh you know solid pickup for them and you know one, one for the front office boys for for nailing this one correctly that's right that's right and you know what this was this is the kind of move that again is is low risk probably low reward too but mm -hmm. if you can play him some dependable minutes or just get dependable minutes on him in the playoffs Okay, great. You know, if he has to play five minutes and you can just have him come in and do something confidently, that can make a difference for your club. Yeah. So this this makes a ton of sense for the Bucks yep. to go ahead and, and grab him. Um, let's move on. Portland, they signed Drew Eubanks. Now, this is a hardship deal. We've heard about a ton of hardship deals <laughs> yeah. this season. Too many hardship <laughs> way, deals. Way too many of them. <laughs> but But this is different than what we've been hearing about for the rest of the season that we've been hearing about in terms of COVID, this is an actual hardship deal. Yeah. So what the NBA did this year because of COVID was they allowed teams to do those hardship 10 days when they had a player out due to COVID absences, which essentially it was, you could go above and beyond uh, your roster limits to sign the, those players, uh, have them for 10 days. And then if you had guys down with COVID, you, you were able to kind of, that was your, we don't want to cancel a whole bunch of games and have to reschedule. Let's, let's keep this, this, uh, you know, train running. Let, let's keep things moving forward here. So, um, but the hardship, the standard, regular, normal hardship, whatever we want to call it has existed for years in the NBA. And, and what happens with that one is if once you get to four players or more are out, you're able to petition the NBA for an additional roster spot. You don't get cap space. You don't get any kind of uh, signing exception or anything like that, but you can petition. It generally becomes a hardship deal. And that's what Portland did. Portland's without uh, four players with, with long-term injuries. So it's, um, let's see if I can do it without looking. Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, Didi Luzada, and I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? It's somebody. Oh, Joe Ingles. Oh, um, that's I was right. missing Joe Ingles because he's, he's. I don't think words. of him in in terms of the Blazers, <laughs> right? Yeah, we don't. That, that was a good one. 
Yeah. So, so those four guys are out. So they're going to bring in Drew Eubanks for 10 days at least. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be able to roll that into a second 10 day contract for Eubanks. They need a little front court depth right now. They're only kind of big on the team that's truly center size is Yusuf Nurkic. Everybody else is more of a, a four um, on their roster. So, so Eubanks will come in. He's a guy who's had moments uh, for the Spurs. He, he was traded as part of the Dragic, that young swap. Uh, Toronto later waived him uh, and set him free. So, you know, it's good chance for Portland to look at a youngish big uh, for for you know week and a half here. Probably ultimately probably be probably be two ten days. So mm-hmm. about three weeks, they'll get to see what he can do. And Portland wasn't done there. They also signed Brandon Williams to a two way. Now, I'll admit, I don't know a ton about Brandon Williams, but Keith, you were excited when when this came up. Apparently, he's been, yeah. he's been doing quite a bit in the in the G League. He has been. Let me. I should should be prepared better, and let me pull his his uh, stats up here, um, real quick. But yeah. So while while I'm getting those pulled up, um, Brandon Williams. That is not the Brandon Williams I was looking for. The Brandon Williams I pulled up is uh, older than we are. So uh, not 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 him. Um, <laughs> could still be in the G League. So, just just you know camping out in the be. corner, yeah. firing threes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better than I could. Uh, that's for certain. Um, yeah. So. So Brandon Williams um, in the G League, well, while I get, get this pulled up, he was um, signed to on a two-year two-way, it sounds like, uh, reporting from Woj. Um, he is replacing Trendon Watford, mm-hmm. who was signed to a standard contract to replace Dennis Smith Jr., who was waived because he's likely out for the season with an elbow injury. But Brandon Williams, uh, college basketball fans who watch us might know his name. He, he went to Arizona. Uh, played played a, a couple years um for the for Arizona in the Pac uh, 12. He was up earlier this year with Portland on one of the hardship uh, contracts, but this year in the G League he has averaged 20.5 points per game, uh, four rebounds, and 5.7 assists per game, along with 1.3 steals. And for a six foot two guard, uh, he has um. Uh, 0.65 blocks per game too. Oh. So almost a, you know, like a half block a game. Uh, shooting percentages are, they're not great. Um, 42% from the field, 33% from three, but he gets to the line. Some hits 85% there. So I like this um, type of move. He's a guy, he went undrafted mm-hmm. at the draft. Um, he's 22 years old. So this is a good opportunity for Portland. Get him in there. Kind of, he becomes your developmental point guard uh, on your roster. And, and you see, see what you have in him for the rest of the year. So I, I think this is a kind of smart move for, for Portland the rest of the way. Absolutely. And it's good for the G League as well, just to see guys get rewarded for solid yep. play in the in the league. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's not, it's again, a very, very low risk here. It's just a two-way spot, but still good to see uh, solid work in the G League get rewarded here. Uh, yep. Let's let's jump to our old buddy, Dennis Schroeder. He's good friends of both yours and mine now. He's been on, <laughs> he's been on both of our teams. Um, yeah. Got traded to the Houston Rockets in the Daniel Tice deal. And there was a lot of talk about, well, is Schroeder going to get bought out? Is he going to finally mm-hmm. get, get set free? And then he's going to be one of the guys that's out on the buyout market because the Houston Rockets, they're not, I mean, let's face it. They're not trying to win games right now. They're more worried about developing for the future. So does Schroeder really make sense there? Uh, but now it sounds like that's not going to be the case. In fact, the Rockets are going to hang on to him. And it's a mutual thing that, that Schroeder doesn't even really want a buyout from the Houston Rockets is not interested in taking less money. And I guess from Schroeder's perspective, if the Rockets are asking him to give back a lot, teams already have a pretty good sense of what he is mm-hmm. 
And so if he's okay with just staying with the Rockets, if he wants to make sure he gets every single dime, then you just, you play out the rest of the year in Houston and then you're a free agent a few months anyway. Yeah. I don't blame Dennis Schroeder. This is not a, a potential jump wall situation yeah. where you're giving up, you know, you know, some of 40 plus million dollars. He's on a $6 million deal, you know, $5.9 million deal. Um, yes, he's made a ton of money. I fully get it. And, and, you know, this maybe will something changes in the next week. Mm-hmm. This could be one where, you know, you get one of these teams that looks pretty good that needs a point guard gets in his agency here and says, yeah. Hey, just want you to know, like we're, we're willing to do this. Uh, we're going to talk about another guy in a minute here. We've got a little bit more than just the parade of veteran minimum. So that is still possible from a handful of teams, but yeah, it doesn't, surprise me with, with Schroeder that he's saying, nah, I'm, I'm good to play it out. Um, I, I think he's probably looking forward to let's finish, try to finish this song, sh- finish this season strong. And then we'll go back on to um, the, the uh, free agent market next summer and see, see where it goes. He's a little bit further down that point guard pecking order. Um, I think for teams now, but you know, he's got to feel good that at least at a, bare minimum he's got another mid-level deal probably more than the taxpayer this time around i would guess probably a bit bigger chunk as much as i didn't really enjoy his tenure in boston because i don't like his style of play he is still an effective scorer he can do a lot of things especially on a second unit um on on a team that plays just a little bit of a different style I've, you know, from his tenure with the Lakers, I basically came to the conclusion that if Dennis Schroeder is your backup point guard, you're feeling pretty good. If he's your starter and getting the bulk of the minutes, you're probably not feeling as good. He's one of those weird kind of tweener guys where he's probably one of the better backups in the NBA. But if you've got him as a starter and he's going to want to be a starter, it, it can be a little bit more of a challenge to deal with with his flaws. Yep. Yeah, that, I think that's that's perfect. Yeah, I just yeah, if he's going to be a huge part of your team, you might be a little little worried. But yeah, if he's a twenty five a minute night guy in the regular season who most plays as a backup or spot starter, when your starter's out, you're pro- you're probably in pr- pretty good shape. So yeah, I I I think that's you know fairly solid there. All right, let's jump to that deal that you were referencing, and that's Tristan Thompson yeah. with, the, with the Chicago Bulls. Kind of interesting because it does actually tell us a little bit about what the Bulls are doing moving forward. Keith, you and I were talking a little bit off air and you mentioned that they actually had to use a piece of their biannual exception in order to sign Tristan Thompson. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell us about the Bulls plans moving forward? And I think it's pretty revealing as far as this summer goes. Yeah, absolutely. So what happened with Tristan Thompson is it was assumed he signed a prorated veteran minimum deal, which is that's what everybody's signing right now um, with all these guys, including Goran Dragic. And that's likely what Javon Carter will sign and, you know, any number of players over the rest of the next uh, week plus here, uh, really next couple months, I should say, up until the playoffs. But in the case of Tristan Thompson, um, Maybe the Bulls had a little competition. Maybe there was other teams out there for Thompson. So what they did was they still had their full biannual exception left. Now it does prorate down uh, starting in the middle of January. Um, So it had about a month, month and a half of proration. But they gave him a million dollars of what they had left. So they essentially, his his, uh, cap hit to them would have been about... 450,000-ish or so in that range. And what they said was, yeah, well, we'll give you the full, um, yeah, we'll give you this this million uh, come in that, that pluses it up over what he would have earned anyway. Um, but, so that's one thing, right? So that's great that you get Tristan sure. Thompson. We've already talked about that. What it tells me, though, is the Bulls' plan for next summer then is 
Because when you use the biannual exception, even if you only use part of it, you can't use it the next season. So that tells me the Bulls know we're not going to be in position to use it anyway. Either we can't use it and we don't want to hard cap ourselves, or we we know we're going to go past the tax apron, which is at that, that spot about $6 million or so above the luxury tax line. Uh, they know we're going to go past that, so there's no reason for us to um, – like we're not even gonna have it because right. once you go past that, you lose it. So that's my guess. The Bulls are that why they're probably thinking that is max contract, uh, new contract for Zach Levine. Off we go. We're we're gonna be you know pushing that tax apron or over it. So no reason to to you know even worry about keeping it. Let's get a guy who we think can really help us down the stretch run, which Tristan Thompson should be able to do. Hey, and if you're Tristan Thompson, get. What a million bucks for six weeks of the regular season, yeah. and and then whatever you do in the playoffs, not bad, not bad, right? Exactly. Bad. <laughs> yep. And maybe you know get get a another ring, yeah, absolutely. Right? Like if that's where you're you're kind of kind of thinking, right? Um, you know, because the Bulls, I mean, they get a get a shot. I think as anybody, yeah, absolutely. In in the I Eastern Conference, I mean, they're they're one yeah. of the teams that's certainly right there in the mix. Yep. Um, speaking yep. of teams that are in the mix in the Eastern Conference, Willie Cauley Stein resurfaces and he's yeah. doing the 76 ers so this is coming in you know he's on a 10 day for right now but this is to essentially replace andre drummond who was sent out in the trade to the brooklyn nets but i think keith the bigger thing here is and i'm curious to see what comes out of this we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm assuming hopefully this means Willie Colley Stein is all good because we've been, we've been concerned for yeah. a little bit now. There wasn't a whole lot of reporting on exactly what was going on with the Dallas Mavericks, mm -hmm. why he was away from the team. Uh, but now that he's popping back up with another team, I think regardless of what team it is to me, that's a, that's a positive sign for Willie Colley Stein, the person. Yeah, absolutely. Willie Cauley Stein left the Mavericks right around Thanksgiving um, and had been ruled out for roughly a month and a half um, straight with um, per personal reasons. That's why he he wasn't playing. Um, you know, with Dallas, so it was put you know on their inactive list and and just kind of left there. Uh, hadn't played all that much prior to leaving the Mavericks. Mavericks uh, roster structure was so that they they had a ton of bigs um, that this year. So he he wasn't necessarily really a big part of things. Um, but yeah, and then we we had wondered about it for, as you said, for a very long time of, you know, geez, well, what's going on there? Um, the Mavericks let him go mid-January, um, but 
now so hopefully that means everything is cleaned up and his you know whatever that personal issue was hopefully you know all the best to him and his family and everybody and everything is good and now he's going to join up with, with the 76ers who they need another center they, they their backup five right now is it's kind of paul Millsap, kind of paul reed um they've got charles bassey the rookie who they like but you don't really want to be relying on him. So um, give Collie Stein 10 days. Essentially what happens when you give a guy a 10 day at this point, it's almost kind of a tryout. Mm -hmm. Let's see how it looks. Let's see how it fit. Let's see where we go. And then off we go from there. If it all works out, uh, you know, we'll probably do the two 10 day route and then uh, sign for the rest of the season. Like another big uh, just did uh, in Denver. Our guy, Boogie. Cousins. That was how was that transition? That was nice. That was I like that. That was, it was um, almost like, yeah, it was right. almost like you're a professional, Keith. <laughs> almost like, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh boogie Cousins signing with the nuggets, uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, this was expected. He had played fairly well mm -hmm. for them. Um, yeah, we'll see what kind of role he has come postseason time. Um, my guess is it's so, probably more of a, if Jokic is on the bench early and foul trouble kind of thing. Yeah. Matchup kind of guy that they'll, they'll, they'll mostly roll. I think with, with mm -hmm. Jeff green as the backup five to Michael green, uh, there's Zeke Naji when he's back uh, healthy and ready to go again for them. Who's played quite well. Um, the second year player uh, in Denver. If you haven't go check out Zeke Naji's stats, they're pretty good. He's uh he's starting to show a little bit of that. Um, did anybody see this coming kind of, kind of thing with his shooting range? He, he can really shoot the heck out of the ball and he's starting to defend a little bit more too um, than was expected. So yeah, he, and they tend to play him a little bit more at the four than the five, but you put him out there with Jamichael green or Jeff green kind of interchangeable Let them, let them do the banging, let him kind of be the help side, weak side shot blocker guy. But yeah, boogie cousins. Good, good for him to see him, uh, catch on with the Denver team that man they're they're one of the teams I'm very interested in uh, over the next two two months to see you know what, what do they look like going into playoffs they're time. one of a, a few couple of teams in the west where you're like if they get healthy this could change like we've got this mm -hmm. this concept of the western conference as okay it's Phoenix and Golden State and then everybody else and and, and it, we we have this yeah. idea of how it's going to play out you've got a few teams the Clippers could be one of them depending on their health Denver could be another one depending on their health that could play spoiler and completely shift our, our entire perception of what the conference is going to look like. Yeah. So we'll be interesting to see. Well, related to that too. I mean, you've yes. got Chris Paul mm -hmm. out now with the thumb injury, the Warriors last update on Draymond wasn't yeah. great, right? Where it was, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know, basically was what that one was and Wiseman still not ready to go. So yeah, the the West may not be as uh you know locked in as we once thought it was going to be. So yeah, I'm 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 really interested to see you know how that all plays out. And yeah, and you're you're right, man. If, if Jamal Murray can look mm -hmm. kind of good, if they get Michael Porter Jr. back, yeah, Denver's gonna be tough because I mean Jokic is incredible. He might he win might. the MVP again. That's he how he might done. indeed. Um, we're gonna have to do, yeah. and obviously as the season comes to a close. We got to do our, our awards for the season. We'll, we'll definitely have to do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, let's get into this, though. Speaking of injuries, Zion Williamson. So it's feeling more yeah. and more like this season just isn't going to happen for him. Now, fingers crossed. I mean, hopefully, hopefully he does get back onto the floor. Mm -hmm. But we haven't heard any positive updates in a bit. And now 
you know, we heard the story, we, you and I talked about it a few days ago, about um, you've got CJ McCollum saying that he hadn't actually talked to Zion, which is a little bit of a red flag, especially when you... <laughs> now he said he has on, uh, what is it, NBA Today? Is that what the, yes. the jump is called right. now, I think? But yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. yeah, so now... So I, I, there was probably a little bit of backlash there, and he had to, so then he had to go back and correct. But now, <laughs> I imagine. JJ Redick said Zion is a detached teammate. Now, I mean, physically, mm -hmm. we've heard Zion is in Portland, so in that sense, yes, he is detached because he's not physically with the team. But is there a problem here? Like, is this really because this is what came out a couple days ago that you know Zion, Damian Lillard, these these guys were going to be the next guys that we're looking at in terms of a Ben Simmons ish situation, just to, as far as the next big player that's on the trade market. Zion's still in his rookie deal. Are are we at that point already where the Pelicans have got to be worried about Zion and whether or not he's staying long term? Um. I think if you're the Pelicans, you have to be worried about what are we doing here because his he's extension eligible this summer. And that's going to be – I don't even know where you go with that. I, I, I Maybe I mentioned here. It may have been somewhere else. But I talked with a team who said if, if it was us, we'd have to have the Embiid language um, where it is, you know, we would have to have that injury protection where if it's, you know, if it's his foot, his knee, his back, whatever it is that you identify, any one of those injuries, we can get out of this and be pretty protected. Um, on the flip side, players don't want that, right? They don't – they they want mm – -hmm guaranteed money and locked in so that's the question is right if you're there, there's a couple things one is you have to factor in the health right this guy's played 85 games in what's now essentially three seasons now two of those were shortened seasons so sure let's be fair but still 85 games uh now when he played he was awesome i think we forget how mm -hmm. awesome yeah. this guy was last year 61 games 33 minutes per game so not they didn't baby him right he got out there 27 points per game 7.2 rebounds 3.7 assists 61 percent shooting like that's that's unreal like that i mean that's a little improvement here a little improvement there that's a mm -hmm. mvp level guy it's 70% for the year from the free throw line on 8.7 attempts per game. I mean, that's ridiculous, but it's, I mean, what do you, if you can't play, it doesn't matter how good it is. If you're only going to play, you know, every, every other season. You know, yeah. Third year. Yeah. Then, then you're on the Eric Bledsoe plan, right? Remember that one where it was like he only played in odd seasons or whatever it was. And every even season, season he got hurt or something. But anyway, so that's one, right? You get a factor in the health. Two is, what if he yeah. doesn't want to be there? What do you do then? I don't want to give him a max extension and then have him a year into it. Or maybe even before it even kicks in, say, yeah, I don't want to be here. Trade me. Then, then what do you do if you're the Pelicans? I'm starting to wonder, and I'm not reporting anything here. This is just strictly me wondering. Do you trade him? They just get what you can and say, we don't even want to deal with it. We, we don't want to deal with the next mm -hmm. the contract extension or anything where you know july come rolls around let, let's go everybody make your best offers we're, we're gonna move forward because they've got some pretty good pieces right now you get you know one or two more guys for for zion in a trade 
you, you go, but I mean, you're kind of trading him at probably his lowest value right now, especially if he doesn't play all year. I, I don't, this one is beyond complex and complicated. I think they'd have to hear, they'd have to hear from Zion that he doesn't want to be a Pelican long-term and that there's not, his mind's not going to be changed on that. I think if that's, if that's the case, then okay, you add all of that up and you say, all right, right. Uh, if, if Zion was in his first year as a rookie and he looks amazing and he says, well, I don't really want to be a Pelican. You, okay. You pull the Jerry bus with magic Johnson. We'll, we'll convince him, right? We'll convince him. Mm -hmm. And and we'll, by the end, he's going to want to be here. He's been there for a few years. Now you already have all these other concerns that are on top of, does he even want to be here with his team? And that's where you have to start considering this, but I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like the NBA has rules built into trying to help teams, teams keep their rookies try to keep them in town if they are yeah. that true like max level player. Yeah. This would be somewhat unprecedented for a player of Zion's caliber to suddenly hit the market at his age. I'd be really curious to see. It would almost be the next evolution of the Ben Simmons. Like before they even get to the extension, now a team would be trading mm -hmm. him. I, I'm, I would be very curious to see if, number one, we do get to that bridge and then what it looks like in order to cross that what do the Pelicans need in return? What are teams willing to pay? We would really be in uncharted waters here. And big time. That's what makes this one so fascinating, right? Is, is we just don't know. So one other thing, I mean, their option is also let's, let's uh, let it roll into restricted uh -huh. free agency, right? You, you have that option. If you're the Pelicans, now you run the risk is, is he the first high draft pick to say, you know what? I'll just right. sign the qualifying offer. Play it out one year and then then off I go as an unrestricted free agent. I I don't know, man. This one's gonna be fun. So yeah. I'm gonna put you on the spot. So Pelicans have been they they faithful watchers of front office show and they're like, you know, I like that Trevor guy. I like the <laughs> cut of his jib here. What do you do if you're in charge? What what do you do if I'm running the Pelicans, Pelicans? So if I am if I'm David Griffin and I'm I'm yep. in charge. I'm, no, I'm me. You. He's okay. He's I, gone. They he have said, signed David me. Griffin's out. Yep. I'm it. going to the yep. buy. Okay. Okay. Running the so show. I go there. I'm running the show. Um, I probably ask for Saints tickets first and foremost. I'm seeing if I can work that. And trade all the picks back. To yeah, the that's Lakers right. I am. I'm trading. Is Lonzo still not on? Lonzo's not on team anymore. Otherwise, I'm trading Lonzo nope. Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. He's gone too. Come on, Pelicans. I send them all back. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but Zion. Strictly, yeah, strictly, just, strictly, strictly with, Zion. with Zion, right? So your options are trade them, extend them, let it. I am honestly, I'm very quietly, very quiet. I mean, we talked about covertly listening to the Russell Westbrook trade market. I'm covertly listening to the Zion trade market. I'm, I am as secretive as I can be, as black ops as it's got to be. I am keeping this completely under wraps if there's any way to do it. And I'm checking around the NBA to see what teams would offer. Because I think we've seen this before. I think we've seen situations like this where, where there's enough smoke, there's fire, and it can end up very bad for a team. It can end up in a, putting a team in a very bad spot. And given the young talent that's on this team, given the pieces that are there, this is a team that could potentially, I mean, not a finals team, but can make a run towards the playoffs if they, if they sure. get the right return in a deal. So I'm certainly listening and I'm seeing what is out there with the understanding that if I make a lot of noise with this, that's going to rock the boat and it's going to create perhaps an even bigger problem for me down the line. So I'm listening, but I have to be very, very careful in terms of how I go about it and how I find out. It would have to be 
if this trade was was to be executed, it would have to come across as one of those out of the blue, holy crap, where did that come from type of moves that nobody had heard anything about, which does occasionally happen, right? I mean, the, the Porzingis trade on trade deadline day, it would have to be something like that because if it gets out and the deal falls apart for whatever reason, you could be in a very difficult situation from the Pelicans' point of view. Yeah, I'm with you. If it was me, I'm working with it as far as where is it you want to be? Let's try to see if we can do something with that team. Is there even anything that's workable there? Because if, like, if he says a destination and you're like, they don't have right. anything to trade for you that I want, then too bad, man. Like that's, you know, let somebody else trade you and you become their issue to deal with right. or trade for you rather. Um, but yeah, I would, that's where I would find out, you know, all right, what are your acceptable destinations? See if I can make something work there and just hand the problem off. I am, so risk averse with with contracts i just i i'm terrified i would be absolutely terrified of giving this guy a max deal and then having him play you know 100 games or 200 games over the life of it that's all you you see rather than the you know four or five hundred that that you should get like that's i would be so scared that that's how it would play out nightmares of you know greg odin and and players like that that just just were never able Mm -hmm. to physically really do what you what you hope they would be able to do i mean the flip side is though it's a sport i mean you never like one paul george took one wrong step and his leg snaps in it like you you never there's no Mm -hmm. true certainty right but you there are some red flags around certain players and, and maybe you could say that zion williamson crosses that threshold and it's enough to where you find out what you can get out there on the market because if, and I've talked about, I think I talked about in the last show, the worst position is if the guy suddenly becomes a free agent, let's say he does take that qualifying offer and yeah. then you lose him for nothing. Yeah. And then goodbye. You're, and you're you know, a number one yeah. overall pick out the window. How far does that set you back? If it's me, I'm, I'm looking to see what I can get on the trade market and avoiding that situation. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and and man, and I have to do it knowing he goes there, stays healthy, and becomes. Yeah, I mean, they just rattled yeah. off those stats. If that's what he is, or even better than that, well, I'm probably getting fired. And you know, well, I blew that one. See you later. And now that was, you know, my 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 tenure as a general manager was very short lived. But it was a yeah, man. You know, what wild stuff. We're gonna have to see. You know, this this will now become the story kind of to watch here leading up to you know extension time. Uh, for for sure, without a doubt. That and um, this guy, um, what's his name? LeBron. That's that's it. That's oh, it. With the yeah. whole extension thing. That, something going something on weird there. going on there. I I don't know. Something strange <laughs> happening there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see goodness. how that goes. At least that one's yes, August, true. though, before you can right. even sign the extension. So we're we'll we'll get well clear of free agency and all that other stuff before. Uh, we really know what's going on with that. All right, a yep. couple more smaller transactions to get into to close out the show. Celtics signed a couple guys, uh, Malik Fitz and Keelan Martin. Uh, fans who you know are really big fans of, of the show 
uh, probably recognize their name. Keelan Martin's been in the league for three seasons. Uh, this is his third season in the league. Uh, this year was probably his most extensive playing time. He played a good amount for the Indiana Pacers. He's he's okay, you know, on the wing. He's not, you know, nothing, you know, super special here. Uh, interesting connection. Uh, he was one of the last players um, that Brad Stevens recruited uh, to Butler. Um, when he was a Butler coach, Stevens never coached him at Butler because he arrived on campus as Stevens left um, to take the Celtics coaching job. But he was one of Stevens' last uh, uh, recruits there. Uh, and then Malik Fitz is a guy who's been up and down. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, last year was up with the Clippers this year, up with the jazz. Uh, he's, you know, another, uh, wing, uh, size guy, about six foot eight. Uh, the bigger thing, what this tells me for the Celtics signing these two guys is one is they're key. These are 10 day deals. So they're keeping everything flexible in case something pops on the bio market. And there's a guy they really think they should get after. And then the other part of it is that they are where they didn't sign a point guard or a big that they feel pretty good about the mm-hmm. health of Marcus Smart and Robert Williams coming out of the break, that they didn't need to cover themselves at those positions. So, um, you know, that's, you know, just a couple of guys. I'd be surprised if we see much out of them over the next uh, I don't have 10 the days. schedule pulled up in front of me. When do the Celtics play? Thursday, they've got a Thursday. Thursday against are you, the Brooklyn Are you Nets. nervous? I mean, they were on such a roll, and I know that the Pistons game aside, is there any kind of nervousness in, in Celtics land about can this team continue the, the momentum that they had? Yeah. Is that thing? Yeah, there is. And I think people are, I mean, right now, the last look that they had mm-hmm. was I'm losing to the Pistons. Um, so people are a little like, is that, you know, are we doing this again? Um, you know, but I think some other people are like, hey, that's just, you know, last game before the All-Star break stuff. There, we'll see. I mean, that's going to just they absolutely destroyed this mm-hmm. Nets team. Yeah. Uh, you know, just before the break. And it's gonna be a similar-ish looking Nets team uh without a lot of their guys. It's a home game for Brooklyn. So Kyrie can't play. Kevin Durant's not gonna be back. Ben Simmons isn't gonna play. Minor update on Simmons, Ramona Shelburne said yeah. it's weeks before he's gonna be ready to play. So that sounds like we're definitely going into March before we see him. Um, so yeah, it's that's I mean, that's it'll we'll have a good sense of you know, did, did the break kind of do them right? Did they get their heads right? You know, let's get back at it and, and go. Cause they, they've got, they, their schedule looks, I think harder on paper than it really may be. Um, just looking at what some of these teams are now versus what maybe their records are. Um, but they, they still have one more West coast trip in there, which is always a little difficult. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they come out. Hey, you ideally you want them to come out and blast an undermanned Nets team and kind of, reset that stage to like all right we're we're ready for this when i'm looking too i mean you've got you've got the nets coming right out of the gate and that's nationally televised but then their next game is the pistons so you get you know yeah. a little revenge game chance there. i mean if you come out and then a weird one though because it's a noontime tip and we know oh, how those yeah. go yes, <laughs> around yeah. those those can <laughs> so that's strange a, things a happen strange yeah. things happen of course but yeah <laughs> yeah and then, then they've got a back-to-back because then they play you know they play the weird back-to-back noon on Saturday and then 5 p.m. on Sunday. So an odd uh, back-to-back uh, at the Pacers. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think they'll be okay. You know, coming out, I mean, those are three wins. I mean, even taking the oddity stuff out of it that they should get. Then it's the Hawks. That's another one I think you feel mm-hmm. pretty good about. And then it's the Grizzlies, um, you know, uh, on Thursday the 3rd. That's kind of the first the test. huge mm-hmm. test. But they, they've struggled with the Hawks this year, uh, you know, per, per, at, at times. So, yeah, well, let's see. 
right? Mostly, man, it's just, I'm ready. Let's get games yeah. back. It's, <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> we're like, we were talking about this heading into the all-star break. Like we're, the first few days, it's, it's going to be okay. Break, we need yeah. a little bit of a break, but as yeah. we get further into the all-star break, it's, we start, I start getting a little shaky. I miss some basketball games on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get them back soon. Yeah. And I'm not, I can't, I tried watching college games and I just, I, I yeah. couldn't do it. You know, I'm, I'm an NBA snob. I'll own that and, 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 and own it there. All right. Well, fortunately, we don't have to wait too much longer for games to return, but I think that wraps things up for us today. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office show. Don't forget to turn on those notifications as well. As I mentioned, Ron Gunnerman did a video on the Zion Williamson situation as well, breaking down some of the cap implications and things like that uh, earlier. So make sure you guys check out that video and uh, say hi to Ron. And I think that's about it. So again, thank you, everybody. Stay safe and see ya.